Oren B. Andy G. How's it going, mate? Happy New Year, bro. Happy New Year to you. Jeez, it rolled around quick, hey? I can't believe how fast it came around. Well, no, the last episode we did was just a best of, and it was me hosting it because you were away. Uh, so it's been a month since we've we've done a podcast, but it's really, really uh, good to be back into it, I suppose, for the new year. But what did you get up to? What did, what did you do for Christmas, New Year's? Uh, yeah, it was pretty hectic, mate. We um, Christmas Day, we woke up here at home, and then... As soon as the kids opened their presents, it was everything in the car and off we went. So we went to uh, Nana and Papa's house at the farm. And then after that, we left there and had, after eating far too much there, went to my sister's place and carried on eating there. No, true. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so that was Christmas Day. And then, yeah, we pretty much, we went to the beach for a few days, but it was a bit, it was, it was like, I'll bring this up later on in the podcast, but it was crazy busy over there. I've never seen anything like it. So we actually pulled the pin early and came home. We got, um, so we're going to, we're heading back next week. We're going back oh, next cool. week for, for about five days. So, Oh yeah. Nice. So oh, I that'd be good. Work a bit earlier. So. Well, it's funny because you mentioned in uh, the pre-Christmas podcast that you're at Cook's Beach and you've never seen it so quiet. <laughs> yeah. Suddenly, yeah. <laughs> suddenly the, the Aucklanders are allowed out. <laughs> Yeah, mate, the tides had turned big time, eh? It was complete opposites. Yeah, but then Cook's Beach is growing too. There's a new estate being built. It must be done by now. Yeah, it is. It's pretty well done. Most of the new houses, a few empty sections there still. Um, most, of, most of the new houses have gone in. Yeah. It's pretty pretty big. It looks like it, it's kind of ruined the beach town feel a little bit of the place, though. It looks like a suburb in Hamilton or something, you know, just a yeah. generic sort of suburb. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't fit with the classic look. Yeah, yeah, because it was a cool little beach town, eh? And then it just sort of took off in the last sort of five, six years. It just mm. started to boom. I wouldn't be yeah. surprised if in the next 10, 20 years, a lot of the towns around the Coromandel Peninsula will start meeting up in the middle. Just about, eh? <laughs> pretty bad. You can imagine. Yeah. Oh, there's a there's a new town. It's called Fitianga Tairua. <laughs> well, every spare piece of farmland over that way is getting snapped up by developers at the moment, eh? Yeah, that, I bet. The place where that new estate is, that was a farm. And yeah. the place up on the, the hills around behind that used to be a farm, and that's all now being turned into a big estate and everything. So mm. it's all growing fast, mate. Yeah, pretty crazy. Yeah, Christmas Day for us was um, relatively quiet. We started the day off. We always have the tradition where we'll open the stockings first. And, you know, I mentioned to you that I still do stockings too. I love it. Um, <laughs> big kid. Yeah, big man. Kid. <laughs> I got I got the Terry's chocolate orange I wanted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we did that. Yeah, and then we just had some breakfast and we opened presents about 10, 30, 11. So that's kind of how we roll with it. And then had lunch at my sister-in-law's farm, which is the veggie farm I work on. Yep. And, um, yeah, so that was good. Good day out. So we met um, my, well, brother-in-law's uh, side of the family. So it was a few new people we met. So it was a nice day out. Big uh, dinner or lunch, rather in the in the in the garden. So it was nice. A really good day for it too. It was actually really really good to have a sunny Christmas day because I can't remember the last time I had a Christmas day where the sun was actually shining. I think wherever I've been for the last ten or fifteen years, it's actually been shit and raining. <laughs> so it was fantastic to have a sunny day for Christmas day because yeah, we could yeah, actually yeah. spend a bit more of it outside. Really hot, eh? It was a good yeah. hot Christmas day. It was good. Yeah, I think it was good everywhere. Anyway, yeah, so, I mean, I worked through, so I didn't take any leave. Um, I even worked the stats, which I suppose is good for the pay packet in the, uh, you know, time and a half day and Lee, you get on top of it. And then New Year's, I was in bed by 10.30. <laughs> so, you know. hey, hey, mate, I can't say that you know, I was exactly the same. 
we actually because we came home early from the beach and then our daughter she was feeling a bit bit sick so we, that was part of the reason we pulled the pin early as well and so we were home we actually got home new year's eve and uh proceeded to just sit down and watch a bit of tv and then uh 10 30 it was off to bed i think i woke up i heard some fireworks out the window at midnight and then and then I just sort of like, ah, oh, back to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Did the, That'll um, be the first time I've been in bed before midnight on New Year's Eve for probably, I think I did it once when the kids were babies. Oh, okay. You still used to sit up till midnight, even if the kids were little, but only did it once when yeah. you get early. I think it's about three years in a row for me where I've been a nana. Um, <laughs> yeah. But look, you know, we're, we're, we we think, you know, give it another year or two and we'll end up meeting a few more people and we'll have some parties to go to, who knows. Um, yeah. But that's all right, though, because I, I, I was tired anyway. I've uh, been bu- busy at work. And this week, um, I've had the week off, so it's been pretty good. Went camping, but I've got some stories to tell about camping uh, a bit <laughs> later in the, in the podcast. Got some really good stories to tell. Lots happened in the three days we went camping, and I was like, I could just do the entire podcast on this camping trip. You know, it's brilliant. <laughs> Um, I was listening to the last episode, as I always do. I always like to listen back and make sure I haven't made any mistakes with the editing. But I was driving in the truck, listening to the last one, and the intro that we do, which is two, three, four, five, tools down, up the mic, I thought, actually, I could change it around a little bit, keep it relatively the same, two, three, four, five, down the tools, up the mic. I think it fits better, so I think we'll go with that. Oh, yeah, I see you've written it on there. (laughs) Yeah, it's just a minor thing. Two, three, four, five, down the tools, up the mic. A TV guy, a radio guy, two best mates chatting on the fly. We're musos, we're dads, we're completely the same. We'll yarn about anything, it's all fair game. One hits nails, and one nails hits. We'll review good beers, and just shoot the sh**. We're R&B. And this is Tradio, Tradio. Episode 10. Pissed around with the jingle yesterday, actually, so it was a bit loud in places, eh? So I've just sort of evened up the um, the volumes on it. it sounds oh, a bit yeah. better. It sounds a bit better. I find myself singing it. It must be quite catchy, because every now and then I find myself down the sheer day and I'm like, Trady guy, radio guy. <laughs> Start singing it to myself. <laughs> oh, it's catchy as it really is. Yeah. I love it. I, I think it's one of uh, one of the best music pieces you and I have uh, put together. All right, episode ten. Listen to internationally. Here's the thing with episode ten: we have qualified for Podcast Radio London. Oh, that was your mates. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, this is what yeah. he this is what he said to us about it. Did you want to put this on podcast radio, or how do you want to do it? It's totally your call. We need the language clean, though, Andy. I think. Was oh no, of course, mate. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah. that's totally fine. I mean, I think we've we've pulled back on the language a bit because at the start it was a little bit loose. But um... <laughs> every podcast does it. Everyone yeah. swears really, and then you think actually. There's really no you don't need. swear that much. You swear more because there's a microphone because you're allowed. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Which is the complete opposite to when you're on the radio. You're so well trained not to swear yeah. when you're talking. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a bad habit to get into. So we definitely pulled it back. Yeah, we'd, we'd love to have it. We've yeah. seen you the ones we didn't swear in. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's just you guys talking about Jacinda. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we, we qualified Podcast Radio London. So that's the 10th episode. So the 10th episode now, all we have to do is just remove the fuck shits, bollocks, assholes and bastards and we're good to go. <laughs> because yeah, yeah. that's cent- right, he told us no swearing. <laughs> yeah, because uh, censoring in the UK is a little bit tighter than New Zealand. You can get away with a lot more over here. 
yeah, um, yeah. but over in the UK we've got to respect that because it's also my mate's radio station we don't want him getting fined for having our potty mouth podcast on yeah. his radio station <laughs> we'd never be invited back <laughs> yeah, exactly radio. story of the week for you mate um, when we left Thames when we left Thames to move to Christchurch uh, just over a year ago now so that's gone quick we sold our furniture and uh, there was a girl called a lady called Lisa that lived up the Thames coast and she actually bought all of our couches. We had these nice floofy leather couches. And oh, yeah. I remember those. Yeah, they, they've been in our family for years and years and years, as far back as the UK, I think, as well. So we've had them for a couple of decades, but they're still really comfortable. Anyway, she bought them and she's a friend of mine. So we, you know, we have contact and she's also a firefighter as well. Anyway, I get a message from her last week, and it was a photograph of an iPhone um, with the screensaver on, and she said, is this yours? I was like, well, no, I've never owned an iPhone. And I said, you, did you find that down the couch? She said, yeah, I did. I, we, my daughter found it down the couch. And I said, how does it still have power? And she said, well, my daughter actually charged it because she's got an iPhone. So that makes sense. So the photo of this iPhone she sent me, has got like what looks like a logging machine on it, right? And I thought, holy shit. It's a friend of mine from Rotorua, Chris, who you've met too, Oren. We went camping. Oh, yeah, yeah, Chris. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was yeah. around 2016 when him and his wife and his, his children came and stayed with us and we went camping. He lost his iPhone and we, <laughs> could, and we couldn't figure out where it was. Because I had to say to my wife, Dana, I said, look, Lisa's just sent me this message about this phone being down the couch. Do you know anyone who's lost a phone? And she's like, yeah, yeah, it was, it was Chris, wasn't it? Because he uh, lost it in 2016 when they were here and we couldn't find it anywhere. And sure enough, I, I put two and two together. Chris works in the logging industry. And I dropped him a line and said, bro, I think we found your phone. And he was pretty, he was pretty excited about that. But just, I mean, I... I'm sure I'd search those couches inside and out before we got rid of them, you know, just to make sure there was nothing down there. That wasn't a camping trip we did with them. It might, might, it, it might have been, because that was about 2016, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, when we went up to Coromandel. Yeah. So it would have been that, yeah. that, that around that camping trip. Yeah, so he lost his phone. She found it, charged it up. Sure enough, it is Chris's. Uh, so um, we're actually going to a wedding in Taupo at the start of February. So we have to fly into Rotorua. So we'll quickly meet up with Chris and get his phone back to him. I mean, it's not used to it. It's not used to him now, but he's uh, intrigued to see what kind of photos and stuff it has on it because you know his, his kids would have been way younger back then, and yeah, he, uh, he's got lots of memories. So yeah, it'd be interesting because <laughs> he thought he thought it was gone forever. So did we. But yeah, found in our couch. Couldn't believe it when I got that message. I was, I was quite excited to reunite him with his phone. Oh, what are the chances though? Hey, of oh. finding it that, mate, it's just insane. You don't usually get shit back that goes missing like that, eh? No, especially when it comes to phones. (laughs) Yeah, especially when it comes to phones, you know. I've seen a couple smashed on the road lately. Yeah, people must get in their car or something and leave them sitting on the roof and drive off and they (laughs) all over the road. Yeah, well, someone's going to be pissed off when they get home. Yeah, (laughs) I've actually done that. I've done that with several things, eh? I've left, um, went to the DVD store when they were really still a thing many years ago and um, put the DVDs on the roof of the car. And I got home and shit, what do I do with the DVDs? And I realised I'd put them on the roof of the car to put Ashlyn, when she was a youngster, into her car seat. <laughs> um, so, I had to, so I had to put the bill for those, yeah. Did you go back and try and find them? Oh, I did, mate, but someone must have seen them. 
they must have picked them up. Oh, they were never to be seen again. <laughs> so yeah, what what was like a couple of eight dollar overnight rentals turned into like a seventy dollar bill. <laughs> so yeah, that was kind of a shit experience of leaving stuff on the roof. I mean, I've, I've I've left the bloody um, clothes pegs on the roof of the car too. Because an old house of ours, the driveway was right next to the line. So I put the pegs on the roof of the car once and then drove away. And this bloody, the, the road was pretty multicolored um, behind me <laughs> as they all fell off. Yeah, it's amazing what you accidentally leave laying around. Oh, mate. And so, well, you say it's pretty warm where you are then. Yeah, mate. It's stinking hot. Yesterday, I drank over five litres of water. Oh, did you? You're back to work, eh? <laughs> yeah, I was working on a, just doing like a, a little landing with a pair of stairs, fixing them all up, rebuilding it all down beside a house. But there's like a big high fence here with a shed and the house is right here and I'm working in between oh, and there's yeah. no wind and the oh, sun yeah. just beats in there. Yeah, and yeah. It, was, it was like a sauna all day, eh? So yeah, I, you well, know, you don't need a gym membership with the type of work you do. No. No, I've got my own personal sauna every time I go out in the open at the moment. <laughs> So when you go back, did you go back to work at the start of the week and are you taking some time off soon? You say you're back off to Cook's Beach then, eh? Yeah, I went back Monday. Yeah. Got heaps of heaps of stuff to go back to, so. Oh, that's good. But yeah, I'm taking a few days off next week, mm. the end of the weekend. And it's good when you're your own boss. Yeah, yeah. Don't have to ask <laughs> the boss too much. No, exactly. Just buy him a box of beer. <laughs> yeah exactly hey um i forgot to mention actually because we were talking about your line of work and uh and how many times you've actually hit your thumb with a hammer i'll share a <laughs> um i'll share a injury that i got on christmas day with you quickly um it's just uh, my wife made some um i think it was like risoni pasta so it's like pasta that looks like rice yeah. and she'd drained it off in the sieve um, and she didn't take it all out of the sieve. She must have just taken about two-thirds of what she cooked. So anyway, about a couple of hours later, the sieve was just full of this congealed pasta, you know, just <laughs> it's just in one solid piece. I tried getting it out of the sieve and just started tapping it on the side of the sink, and the bloody sieve fell off the handle in my wrist. I slashed my wrist with the, um, with the metal handle from the sieve because <laughs> it had broken away. Yeah. I don't, yeah, don't ask me how I managed to do it, but uh, yeah, it was a Christmas Day injury. It was only a scratch, but um, I was just like, fuck's sake, of all days. Yeah, yeah, all days. <laughs> lucky yeah. when, like, luckily it wasn't a trip to A and E or something, eh? Oh Did yeah, on Christmas Day. Well, geez, it wasn't wasn't as bad as uh, the New Year's Day injury that my youngster got Mia. Um, yeah. We went out, we went out for a bike ride because it was a beautiful day, and because um, we found a real neat cycle trail near where we live. And it's quite gravelly. So in parts, it's quite thick and your tyres can actually sink into it and you can lose your balance. And that's exactly what she did, actually. She she fell off her bike anyway. We thought, oh, God, we'll just dust her off and get her back on, get her back going again. No, she's actually torn open her knee. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. And I was looking around like, what could she have torn it on? Because all these stones are like round and not sharp. And she's literally torn a flap off her knee. <laughs> and... Yeah, I think maybe she'd landed awkwardly on her bike and a part of her bike had actually cut her knee open. Um, yeah. yeah, so, you know, at the re- at the time of recording this, we're 13 days into the year and we're still having to dress it every day. Yeah, um, it's did you still... go to A&E or anything? Or... Well, no, that's the that's, that's, uh, thing. We, we <laughs> didn't go to A&E. We went to an out-of-hours doctor uh, or after-hours doctor, I think what they call them, eh? and they, they actually had to remove some of the skin because there was no way it was going to reattach. 
Yeah. So, yeah, they oh, did geez. their thing. I know. Yeah. Scars. Scars are cool. Oh, mate, she's going to have some stories to tell when she's older. But, yeah, so, yeah. no, the New Year's Day injury for her, which um, and it just it really pisses all over my Civ story on Christmas Day. Um, poor Blake, thing. Blake had a good off yesterday. Yeah? Yeah, I was just down in the shed doing something, and he popped down, and he got his push bike and went down the driveway, and you know, he just wanted to go for a little ride up and down the driveway. And I was in the shed for about two minutes, He'd only literally just gone down the driveway, and then I just I hear this big thump, like this just a just a big impact, and then I heard this, and then the screaming followed. Oh yeah, Wait <laughs> yeah and I went down there, and he he did the same thing he did years ago. He went to stand up on the pedals to go faster, you know, and oh, yeah. he got the head wobbles and went straight over the handlebars. That's <laughs> really. He landed his bike did a flip, and he landed on top of his bike up like. It was pretty good effort. <laughs> okay. He literally he had, a, he had a little cry and then he sort of pulled himself together and then he was all right after that. Yeah. So yeah. He's he's he quite a, a little bit bruised. He's quite a tough little character as Blake. Yeah. He's pretty good. He's getting a lot better now. I used to be he used to be a little bit of a suki la la, but now he's <laughs> he's he's toughened up, so he's good. <laughs> oh well the good thing about kids, mate, is they bounce, don't they? So it's, yeah, they yeah. Bounce. I don't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, yeah. went for a good ride with Chris last night. Oh, Chris Birch. Yeah. yeah, me and him and a bunch of mates went up the wires track for a bit of a hoon last night. And, um, yeah, one of the old fellas had a pretty impressive crash right in front of us. Chris and I jumped across this little gap and were waiting on the other side. And all the old blokes stopped on the other side of him. We're looking at it. And they all he got a bit hesitant about it. And one of the old fellas said, oh, give it a go. And <laughs> jumped it. And he runs straight into a big tree. That's true. Yeah, he just came to an instant stop and went straight over the handlebars and like, but on the other side of it was a like about a one and a half meter drop into this big old bog. Yeah, yeah. And he went straight over the handlebars, <laughs> over the bank, and landed on his flat on his back in the bog on the other side. <laughs> At least it wasn't you for a change. Yeah, yeah. At least I got to actually watch for a change. <laughs> Usually me, they're all laughing at. <laughs> Do you actually get much dirt biking in at the moment? Yeah, just got back into it. We uh, actually, I went camping last Friday night. A whole bunch of us went into the Tanatra Forest in Wangamata and uh, did a big working bee. We did three days in there. I I only did the Friday night in there and then came home late Saturday afternoon because we had a 50th to go to. Mm. But yeah, that was cool. Camped in there and got a little bit of riding in, went and rode all the tracks and and now we're going to go in and do some more riding on them the next couple of weeks. So that was cool. (laughs) We all got on the quads and went out possum shooting that night. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah, man, that forest is full of possums. Just thousands of them in there. Yeah, it would be. Well, there's no one in there to cull them, right? <laughs> yeah, and they're not allowed to. They're not allowed to, to bait yep. in uh, private forests like that. Oh, You're only okay. allowed to trap or shoot. So, mm. so they go. There's actually quite a lot in there, eh? And like, I got, I got three possums out of one tree. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What you shoot them with? Well, you shoot them with a twenty-two? Yeah, we're shooting them. A few of us took our twenty-twos and spotlights and everything over and. Yeah, got a heap. It was quite, quite, quite good. And all the kids came out. There was a few kids there, so that was a bit of entertainment for them. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. Possums when you because I have to do a bit of that on the farm sometimes. I haven't for a long time actually, but I have done. And they fuck with all the vegetables, so you know we need to cull them. Yeah, they're bloody feral things. Are they everywhere at the moment? There must be the se- This season must be just really good for them breeding. Yeah, over here there must be heaps of food for them because they're freaking everywhere, right? Eh? This actually leads perfectly onto the camping trip we've just done. There's lots of stories to share with this if, you, <laughs> if you've got five minutes. Yeah, um, so talking to possums, 
Uh, it was about 2.30 in the morning uh, on Monday morning. And obviously, 2.30 in the morning, you're on a campsite. There's not a single noise anywhere. Anyway, Dana gets up to go to the toilet. Anyway, she goes and does her thing. And then uh, once she's come back to the um, tent, she screamed. <laughs> um, a possum came darting out of our gazebo. And it had been uh, having a bit of a midnight feast in our <laughs> in our rubbish. <laughs> it didn't it didn't do much damage. It mustn't have been in there for too long. But the thing is, that Dana startled it, I think, and because it came darting out of our gazebo right in front of her, it made her scream at two thirty in the morning. Hot campsite. <laughs> you remember moving up to Waikowell? We did our camping trip, and we yeah. and I caught that possum in. Like in the midst of pinching our bread, you remember yeah, that? That's right. I shone yeah, the torch yeah. out, and there was a possum like startled in the headlights of the lamp, just standing there, eh, with the had all the bread in its hands. And it yeah. was like, it was like, uh oh, I've been caught. Yeah, <laughs> it's like if I don't move, he can't see me. <laughs> but yeah, they're cheeky little bastards, eh? But yeah, luckily, yeah. this one hadn't done too much damage to the rubbish, so it was okay. It was quite funny when we when we got to the campsite and started setting up. This little must have been five year old girl. She must have been all of five, and she just came in and, "What are you doing?" You know the ten the ten thousand questions started. So we're just answering all these questions for her. What are you doing? Why are you doing that? Where's that going? And then she started she started going into our tents, and then we were like, "Do you want to do you want to just pop and play out play outside?" Okay. And she went into the gazebo and she sat down on our chairs. And then she hopped in our car and had a look around. Just made herself at home. <laughs> yeah. And then started rifling through our food. Anyway, we were like, where's your parents? <laughs> oh, they're over there. Oh, I'm yeah, sure they're looking. I'm sure, them. I'm sure they're looking for you now. Yeah. Uh, that was an interesting start to the camp. This girl just, um, she just gravitated to us, mate. And I was just like, shit, imagine if I was, as an adult, went to someone's campsite and just started looking through all this shit. You should have done it to theirs. Just go over and start <laughs> rummaging through their food. You got, you got any good food? <laughs> yeah. It's just like amazing what kids can get away with. The adults just can't. Um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, the next day, there's this uh this sort of granddad looking guy uh, walked past and he looked a lot like my grandfather, my late grandfather, Trevor, actually, which is why I sort of looked at him and thought, fuck, he looks a lot like my granddad. Anyway, it's just walking past and he's, we're relatively close to um, a line of trees where a caravans can park up. Anyway, this guy, he starts stumbling. I was just watching him carefully. I mean, this is like 7.30 at night. It, it may be even earlier. Maybe it was like 6.30 or something like that. But this dude was hammered. And, um, <laughs> and he started, you know, he started swaying. And he looked fine when he went past our tent. When he got a bit further away, he started walking in circles and losing his balance. And I was like, I'll oh, keep an eye on him because, you know, if he falls over and... In. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. But if he falls over and hurts himself, well, we're going to have to go and sort him out. Anyway, he disappears behind some fir trees. You can still see him. He thinks he's completely covered, but he's gone into these fir trees to have a piss um, behind one of these caravan sites. Um, but anyway, he's in there for about five minutes, saying, eh? I'm like, fuck, is he taking? I said to Dana, is he taking a shit, do you think? Uh, no, <laughs> luckily he wasn't, but he comes out six, seven minutes later. And yes, he's had a piss. But he's forgotten to pull his shorts down. <laughs> and he's he's absolutely soaked his shorts front to back. This dude is <laughs> obviously obviously thought he's, you know, 
got his old mate out and started doing the business, but he's left it in his shorts and he's absolutely fucking drenched now. And then he keeps so, walking. Well, was he an old bloke? He was an old bloke. He must have been like mid-60s or something. Oh, yeah. But he's had a big day on the piss by the looks of him. And it, it looked to me like as he was carrying a little toiletries bag, almost like he was heading for the toilet block to go and brush his teeth or something. <laughs> but this dude has just pissed all over himself. And I just thought, dude... Oh, it's not going to be. Should have gone for a shower after that one. I think so, but just, dude, you are not going to have a nice day. To, nice day tomorrow, judging by the way you're acting at the moment. Um, for Christmas, Mia and Ashlyn, my two oldest <laughs> daughters, got a Fitbit each. You know the little um, step counter oh, yeah, watches. Yeah. Yeah. Kids love counting their steps, and I think it's good for them because it does set goals and stuff like that, and keeps them active and moving. Anyway, Mia went to the toilet and decided, oh, this is a good opportunity to take off my Fitbit. So she took it off and left it in the toilet. And she didn't realise until about half an hour later, oh, shit, I've left my Fitbit in the toilet on top of the toilet paper dispenser. So she runs back. Sure enough, it's gone, right? Yeah. And I was like, there's no way it's still going to be there, but go and have a look. So she runs to the toilet. No, it's gone. And she is in a fucking mood. She's got this big grey cloud hanging <laughs> over her head, as you would be. She's pretty pissed yeah. off. We're like, why would you take it off to go to the toilet? She goes, oh, don't know. Anyway, we were going out to uh, go and have a walk around a local forest. So we drove out and stopped at the office on the way out, and someone's handed it in. So that was a uh, that a was nice a nice, a nice ending. Yeah, yeah. I was like, shit. I mean, it's it's something that someone could easily keep, but no. So luckily, a very honest person found it and handed it in. Yeah. So that was a, a still nice. A, you're still a bit of honesty in the world, which is good. Yeah, it's a good thing. We'll be and then. Out there. There's a couple more stories that goes with it. Um, we, <laughs> we're, better. Oh, we're, not, we're not far from the local beach, so, you know, I did a bit of boogie boarding and had a bit of fun on the beach. It was a brilliant beach, actually. I, I compare it to Whangamata Beach up in the Coromandel, actually. Um, really, really nice beach with decent waves. Anyway, we've had our fun just packing up to leave for the, to go and have some dinner back at the campsite, and this girl comes along walking a rabbit. <laughs> She's walking yeah. her rabbit. Um, it's a little white, but well, a big fluffy, loppy and white thing, just oh, casually yeah. walking it along the beach. And then, um, you know, this, she's got a little harness for it, you know, so, so I think you can walk rabbits. I think it's well, possible. It's got like a lead, a proper yeah. lead and everything on it. Yeah, well, you can get them from <laughs> pet stores, yeah, but I, the last thing you expect to see on the beach is the loppy and white rabbit uh, being walked. But anyway, this girl, she must have been like a an Instagram influencer or something because then suddenly this, this, this fella appears as well. And she puts a stick in the sand and then puts the end of the leash over it so the rabbit's kind of tethered to that one spot. The rabbit decides to lay down. And so this guy comes along and lays down next to the rabbit as if he's sunbathing and then she starts taking all these videos and photos. And they were there for about 20 minutes just taking photos and videos. And I thought, you know what, you do you, but it's a strange thing to see on a beach as a white rabbit. And to be fair, it was a hot, it's still bloody hot, so I hope she had some water for it. That's all I'm going to say. Um, it's like, fuck me, man. We were in camp. It's actually for- really funny the things you do see on beaches. When we were at Cooks, I watched some yeah, some people do that. They eh? like went down the beach, you know, and they, like, it's just people are so wrapped up in a lot of social media stuff. Eh? They sort of lose yeah. touch of where they actually are. Like some people went down and were standing in the water with their feet in the water and they were holding their cell phone up and, you know, doing the big fake smile, taking selfies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, when they finish, they're like, oh, and they walk off and like, the whole mood changes, though. They've gone from this real happy person taking photos, and then all of a sudden they're like, ooh, and off they go up the beach mm. over the sand dunes and gone. 
There's yep. like I watched about three or four people do that eh, over the time <laughs> off the beach. And I was just like, what are you doing? Well, that's the thing, though. Jump in and go for a swim. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing with a lot of people on social media. People get depressed because they see their friends having a great time doing all this awesome stuff, whereas they've probably just gone for a photo opportunity and they haven't done any of that shit. Yeah. yeah. You know, and talking of that, I I actually um, made a bit of a, a big effort to stay off social media through the camping trip. I did take a couple of photos in the end of the day and stick them on my Facebook page because I was excited because the local fire brigade turned up to soak the kids. (laughs) And I was like, ooh, fire truck. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah, So good, man. I could catch up. It's quite funny, though. Like, the fire, being a firefighter, though, you tend to, um, you know, because you have a lot in common with those other firefighters from different brigades, you know, firefighters you'd never met. There's always a couple of degrees of separation um, between firefighters. It turns out this guy that I was talking to, he knew someone from my brigade, which was quite crazy, who'd actually served with that brigade before joining the one I'm in now. So it's just a small yeah. world. But, yeah, good yarn yeah. with them anyway and uh, was interesting to um, see them get the hoses out, soak the kids. I was excited. Yeah, yeah. It was good. Turn the hoses on full bore, blow them off their feet. Yeah. <laughs> Two of the firefighters who were ho- holding the hoses actually got completely soaked in their firefighting gear. And I was like, yeah. hope you guys have got spares because there's no way if you get a house fire that you're going to be able to go to it. Uh, because the last thing you want to do is go into a bloody house fire with soaking wet gear. You'll boil yourself alive. Yeah, yeah. Well, you stand down in front first for a little while with your arms up like this and just turn, <laughs> turn slowly, just dry yeah. yourself out. <laughs> yeah, well, I suppose that's an option. And by then the house is burnt down, so there's no point. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it was a, we were camping for three days and a hell of a lot of shit happened. Yeah, well, we were over at Cook's Beach for five, five days, I think we had over there mm. in the end. But... Uh, I think the east coast of the Coromandel Peninsula has probably been the busiest it has ever been in history this year. Every day there were queues of traffic at the one-lane bridges, you know, going mm. over the Tyra ones and that. But Cook's Beach, the streets, the sides of the roads had were just chocker with cars. Every site, like every building had tents everywhere. The, the beach was packed every day. I've never seen so many people on that beach at Cook's Beach. Mm. It was nuts. Trying to get your boat out of the boat ramp was just chaos, man. Absolute chaos. Can imagine. It's not a big car park either, is it? No, nah, even well, all the when I went there one day, the car park was full, plus the overflow parking, and people had started parking up the road because there's nowhere else to park. Um, my uncle's got a place in Pawanui, and he said the same thing. He said Pawanui was just crazy. He said Pawanui's got those big wide roads with the big like grass yeah. median strip down the middle. Yeah, all those median strips were full of cars. They were completely chocker. Wow! But he said it was just nuts. So what? So you say one of the biggest uh, summers on record for numbers was it? Oh, I would say easily. Yep. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Just, just. It's good for the Coromandel. It's been good. Like it's probably boosted a lot of businesses that have struggled because of COVID. But I think, um, yeah, hands down, the busiest I've ever seen it. Well, let's hope it's not a super spreader. Yeah, well, they, they, they've had a couple. There's been one in Woody Anger, I think. and Yes, there was. A couple elsewhere. So, and there is a testing station and vaccination centre set up in uh, Rhodes Park down here now. So, oh, yeah, okay. Uh, testing and stuff at the moment. So, yep. Yeah, it's interesting. But no, I mean, yeah, like you say, it's good for the economy, but um, at least it's only for a few weeks a year. <laughs> well, I was going to say, when we were at Cook's, we uh, took the kids biscuting. Oh, yeah, nice. We did a little bit last time we were over there. Over this year, we actually 
got the kids like going full noise behind the boat and they were <laughs> slowly built the speed up, you know, and got faster and faster. And by the end of the day, it was like full noise across the bay, eh? And the yeah, kids yeah. were like, hanging on. <laughs> And a ball. That's yeah. great fun. Well, have you have you got a couple of biscuits or did you borrow them? Uh, no, a friend of ours, their kids are sort of outgrowing them. They do yep. water skiing and wakeboarding now, so he just gave them to me. I've got, I got three of them downstairs here. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, one's got a hole and it slowly goes down, but the other two are okay. A hole's not a good thing. No. That's only going to end up tears. Good, fun. good oh. kids had a ball. Yeah, yeah. No, that's good, mate. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Uh, you're surrounded by some of the greatest, uh, the greatest beaches and stuff, uh, you know, which are perfect for that kind of thing around there. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah, have you have you managed to get out fishing at all lately? Nah, I've been diving heaps. We did two trips before Christmas. Yeah, and then I did another dive at Cooks, and we've done another dive up at the islands. So we've done a bit. Burnt, yeah. burnt up more fuel towing the kids around behind the boat. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing, though. I mean, it keeps the boat stretched. So it keeps the uh, keeps yeah. the cobwebs off the uh, off the motor. That's right. And um, how's how's your wife, mate? She's good. Yep, it's good. She's on holiday. Makes a change. She's usually bloody that busy that she doesn't get much time off so she's chilling out at the moment she's just finished doing like a i don't know two thousand piece jigsaw puzzle or something oh you're serious <laughs> so, yeah i just said actually last couple of weeks a couple of weeks ago i finished one of those thousand piece what's the jigs you know the back to front ones yeah 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 that was yeah, interesting yeah. so like the illustration on the front of the box is for instance, it's like a crowd of people. What you're doing is what they're looking at. So you can't, you don't know, what you're, you don't know what you're building. Yeah. So that was that was a good yeah. bit of fun. Get a bit older and spend nine hours in one day doing a puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What did you do on your weekend? I did a jigsaw puzzle. <laughs> yeah. I think it was a the old days. New Year's. I think it was New Year's Eve, actually. Anyway. Man, we're getting lame in our old age. <laughs> I know, mate. Yeah. Well, that's it. Do a puzzle and then bugger off to bed at ten thirty. It used to be a bottle of Bacardi and uh, get hammered and fall asleep <laughs> under a tree. But now I just yeah. <laughs> do a jigsaw puzzle. Yeah, well, if you didn't fall asleep under a tree, you'd be uh, doing an all-nighter right into the next yeah. day. <laughs> yeah. Mind you, oh, I tell you, though, mate, over the years I've been to some New Year's parties and woken up very seedy the next day. So yeah. to be honest, it was nice waking up on January the 1st, actually not hungover. <laughs> yeah, I've done it. Uh, yeah, two years in a row now. I've, I had a few beer last year's the, the one before this one. I had had a few and woke up with a clear head, so mm. didn't drink too much. Yeah. I learned my I learned my lesson the year before. I ended up at my uncle's place in Cooks Beach, and we got on the rum. <laughs> oh yes, that did not end very well. That spells trouble. <laughs> yeah, I was not well the next day. Well, that's so, the thing. Your your uncle's ex Navy, so I'm sure you can put it away. Eh? Yeah, well, it wasn't that uncle. Oh, that would have been worse. That was another yeah, uncle. My, it was my other uncle, yeah, the younger one. Oh, right, he's, uh, yeah. pretty mad keen on his rum, so. Oh, yeah, so it's a recipe for disaster, isn't it? <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, I'm not much I'm not much of a rum drinker, eh? My wife is, but I'm not sort of huge into it. Yeah, I struggle to drink spirits nowadays, eh? Yeah. I just I stick to my beer or my wine. Well, this is it. I've got a bit upmarket now. I so really just aim for crafties now. I don't just go buy like standard beers like Heineken or Spates or Steinlager. I actually go for the crafties and spend the spend the same as I would on a six pack for a twelve yep. pack. You know, so yeah, yeah. yeah, get decent beer, eh? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing, eh? If you're going to drink beer, you might as well drink good stuff. That's right. I mean, we, we, we had um, Stephen Gallagher on a while ago. He's a bit of a beer connoisseur, and um, he's still adding to his uh, beer cove. So he's, he's still going with his different craft beers and I've taken a bit of inspiration from that. What was he up to when we talked to him? It was like 
couple of thousand, one or a thousand uh, or something stupid. So something like <laughs> I think was it two thousand eight hundred or something, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah it was, so I couldn't believe how many beers he tried. He'd tried. Well, that's it. And during lockdown, though, he was saying that he's um, he had nothing else to do other than just ordering craft beers online, and he got to know the courier very well. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no, so craft beers, you know, for me, the go-to now, I just love them. It's, um, yeah, and we're actually spoiled for choice, man. We're actually, we actually had this conversation last night with a bunch of guys I go riding with. We all stopped at the end of the ride and had a, had a beer together before we went home. And uh, a couple of the guys brought some of these Max craft beers. I can't remember which, what they're called. Oh, Miss, Misconduct, I think it's called. Yeah, yeah, I know the one. one. Yeah. one, yeah. And, start talking about the beers and I can still remember it was probably 12, 15 years ago now when craft beers were sort of, sort of just coming on the market. Mm. And I went to a mate's place and we all went out to this pub in, in Hamilton and uh, he goes, oh, I'll go and get you a beer. I'll get you one of these new type of beers they're making rah, 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 and try it out. So he went and got me a handle and I brought it back and I remember taking a, I said to my mate, I said, I took a big swig out of it eh? and went, just about spat it out. It was, it was so hoppy and strong, you know, compared to what we were used to. Oh, yeah. It just takes so long to get your uh, taste buds in tune with them, eh? There's one I tried yeah. recently. Um, is it Panhead? Panhead Sandman. Oh, Really nice. Really Those nice. Are good beers, eh? I tried it a couple of weeks ago and, um, yeah, really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, I yeah, like the so... rat rod that they do. Oh, yeah. That's quite nice. The thing is, it's starting to run out of names for these beers now. Eh? There's so many of them out there. They're going to start getting more and more creative. Eh? <coughs> yeah, must be yeah. a must be a market for beer bottle and beer can artwork, right? There must be a bit of a market for it now because some of the artwork on there is pretty impressive. Yeah, you see some of them. And you look at the ones that have got like a skull and crossbones on them and you think, yeah, maybe I shouldn't drink that one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this one will kill you. <laughs> yeah, there's one I drink called Apparition. The Mac, I think yeah, it's the I Because if you drink enough of it, you start seeing shit. <laughs> <laughs> I think those are the those are the purple cans, aren't they? Are they purple? Yeah, yeah the purple one. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, beer, I suppose if if you drink if you drink too much craft beer and any type of craft beer, you'll probably start seeing shit. <laughs> Apparition must just give you that extra kickstart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you oh, um have you got any hot. it is, I it is. Go, I think I'll be going up the creek for a swim after this. Up the blue shed. The red shed. The red shed. Oh, where did you get blue, blue shed, shed from then? <laughs> the red blue shed. I don't know. Maybe you know it's a different one further up. You, maybe. <laughs> you know what I meant. Shed. Yeah, it's a nice little swimming hole there. Yeah, it's good. Actually, I went to my first ever fire call out was just up by that swimming hole. Oh, yeah. They got a controlled burn off on a farm there. And it went a little bit awry. Did you get any dad jokes? Yeah, I've got a couple here, I think. Dad jokes are bad jokes, but actually they're good jokes because we're dads. All right, you go, mate. Lead the charge. You see the company that um, came up with the Pearl Viagra has came up with a new one for women. It's called Niagara. Keeps them wet for hours. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen this new air freshener that works on mind control? It actually makes sense when you think about it. <laughs> <laughs> you're American when you go into a bathroom and when you come out. But when you're in the bathroom, European. Wee wee. Wee wee. You are having a wee wee. Dung Beetle walks into the bar and he says, Is this stall taken? <laughs> There's a guy a guy walks into a bar and he walks over to the bar and he sits down and the uh, barman looks up, looks across the bar at him and says, Oh donkey, you usual? Guy looks at the barman and just nods. There's a guy sitting at the bar and he and he looks at him and he says, Mate, 
why'd the barman call you donkey? And he goes, oh, he, he, he always called me that. <laughs> That's all, folks. <laughs> My wife is actually threatening to leave me for never putting the toilet seat down. To be honest, I'm getting a little tired of carrying it around. <laughs> oh, they get worse. <laughs> yeah. I've been thinking about taking up meditation. And I figure it's better than sitting or sitting around doing nothing. <laughs> you know a lion would never play golf, but Tiger would. A <laughs> oh, cheese factory in France exploded the other day, eh? And debris was everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I do like Bray actually, it's lovely. What starts with a W and ends in a T? Want. No, what starts with a W and ends in a T? It really does. What? what? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you got me there. Dad jokes are bad jokes, but actually they're good jokes because we're dads. You'll be a bit jealous, mate. Um, my wife made one of her famous cob lifes this afternoon. Oh, oh, so yep. good. Yeah, well... We um, give all of our scrap veggies to this um, pig farm uh, that is nearby, and in, in exchange, they gave us some home-killed bacon, so we chucked that through it as well. So good, man. So good. Oh, God. Erin made one for Christmas Day when we went to my sister's place, so we had a bacon and cheese cob loaf there. Yeah. Did you? So, yeah. It was mouth-watering, mate. It was so good. Oh, dude, it's one of the best things on the table, I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> is that, is that uh, going down with a couple of beers tonight, is it? Oh, no, we destroyed it at lunchtime. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's gone. Yeah, well, there's still there's still a little bit left. I mean, we couldn't quite manage it, but that's all right. There's there's more for this afternoon then. Yep. You know, you can, enjoy, right. you can enjoy it twice. <laughs> that's the bonus. Save some for later. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, yeah. I was, I was thinking, oh, yeah, Oren's going to be jealous as fuck about this one. <laughs> I don't think Dane has made a cob loaf since... Um, since that last one you actually did have with us, but uh, yeah, yeah, it was yeah, good though, eh? yeah, absolutely. Nothing like carbs with carbs with carbs and more carbs oh. and some bacon chucked in there as well. <laughs> well. This is the thing, mate. She is starting this couch to 5k thing, which is like a little workout routine to get you running up to 5k in one hit. Yeah, and it's, it's all like um increments, you know, doing it in small doses over a couple of weeks. Anyway, she went out for uh, her first part today, and as soon as she came back, she scoffed down this fucking cob life, so they just negated the whole thing. Yeah, exactly. That, that's counter, all right, though. Counterintuitive. <laughs> oh, it's so good, though. I would, I would happily uh, sit down and eat one of those if I'm in the middle of a workout. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, and, and it's had a bit of popcorn actually. Um, I love it. We, popcorn makers are getting a bit of a workout at the moment because our baby's into it right now. Yeah. Yeah. So she's loving it. So yeah, popcorn, popcorn fucking everywhere. We're finding it everywhere, eh? It's down the couches and oh my God, finding it in my bed. <laughs> she just posts little popcorn kernels all over the place. Yeah. Just leaves a trail. It's yeah, like Hansel exactly. and Gretel. Just leave like a trail of popcorn <laughs> around the house. Yeah. Where's, <laughs> where's the baby? Where, where, where is she? I follow the popcorn. <laughs> You'll find her scoffing it in a wardrobe somewhere. <laughs> Hiding from you. Yeah. yeah. All right, mate. Well, um, uh, I can see it's getting quite hot where you are. You are. Oh, yeah, I'm sweating, mate. 
your t-shirt's gone from grey to dark grey. So, <laughs> yep, it has. It's yeah. so hot sitting in here. Eh? Well, you're sitting in a fucking iron oven at the moment, aren't you? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Radiates the heat. It was that was... hot in my car the other day. That here, I had a CD, just a case sitting. It wasn't even out. It was in the glove box, um, but it had something sitting against it. And just from the pressure of it sitting on there with the heat, it actually bowed the bent the plastic. Wow. It was that hot in my car. Yeah, well, a couple of years ago, I took the um, thermal imaging camera from the fly brigade into my car, left it in the sun deliberately for 10 minutes only on a scorching hot day. And then I went in there with a thermal imaging camera and it showed like 85 degrees, I think it was. Sitting in my vehicle outside the Thames fire station here on a beautiful day, it's about 28, 29 degrees outside. But just how hot can it get inside a car? This is going to blow your mind. Have a look at this. I'm using a thermal imaging camera, which we use to find hot spots. Look at the temperature inside my vehicle today. 83 degrees, 85. There you go. Look, incredibly hot. So let that serve as a message not to leave children or animals in your cars, especially on hot days like this. It's amazing there's not more car fires, eh? Like in this oh. intense heat. Well, that's and it, yeah. Stuff in cars doesn't just like self-ignite. Well, you'd think so, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. And strangely, they don't. Anyway, I'll let you go. But I was thinking uh, for the next podcast on the twenty eighth of January. Yeah, if it's a nice day, mate, we should both head out to the deck and do our shows outside. That sounds like a good idea. Yeah, I might even consume a couple of brews while we're doing it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so the twenty eighth is the next podcast. So do come give us a like. Facebook.com slash Tradio Podcast. We're slowly, slowly growing in numbers. Do you even like our Facebook page? Have you have you actually liked hey, yeah. it? <laughs> you yeah, have. Like okay. It. Yeah. Okay. Well that's all right then. I didn't think you had, and I was like, that's a bit odd. <laughs> Given it's your no, podcast. I liked it. It's there. Very good. And uh, you can email us to tradiochat at gmail.com. Maybe you want to be a guest on the show. I'll leave you with this thought for the day though. Uh, we were talking about popcorn. It's funny that way because we know our own bodies until it's time to find which tooth the popcorn kernel's stuck in. <laughs> hey, you're like, fuck, it's not that one. Hang on. Oh, well, I can't find it. Where is it? Very true. Yeah. All right, mate. We'll yeah. catch you at the next one. Okay. Trading.